Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Time to get it checked, boy. You on the sideline, you ain't made the headlines. Now it's time to reject, boy. You bitten on me. What's the topic of discussion? What you talking about? Take your best shot, I'ma take the last shot. I'm Jordan in the clutch, boy. You bitten on me. It's time to get it checked, boy. You on the sideline, you ain't made the headlines. Now it's time to reject, boy. You bitten on me. What's the topic of discussion? What you talking about? All righty, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Auto Bid. I am Aaron Robinson, joined by my twin brother Andrew Robinson. Today, we got a special guest, man. We've got the head coach of the now three-time national championship uh, winning Putnam Science Academy Mustangs, Coach Thomas Espinosa, man. So, Coach, uh, thanks so much for coming on with us today, man. Oh, I appreciate you having me. You know, I'm looking. I've been looking forward to this since you asked me, so I'm excited to be here. Sir, man, it's, it's definitely very, very long overdue, man. So, uh, Drew and I definitely um, are excited for this episode, man. But well, before we get into the conversation, we want to remind you guys, as always, to make sure you guys are uh, subscribing to this podcast wherever you get it, whether it's uh, Google Podcast, Spotify, Apple. Hitting that like button, man. Give us a five star rating, please. Tell a friend and tell a friend about the auto bid, man. It does go a long way as far as getting this podcast out to the right audience, man. So uh, make sure you guys are doing that. And, and also make sure you guys are streaming my guy, uh, Pull Up Tay's music. Uh, that was him on the intro. Going to be him again uh, on the outro, man. So make sure you guys are tapping into his music. Uh, one of the hottest artists coming out of Montgomery County, man. But like we said, man, got Coach Espinosa, man. It's been, been, been a long time coming, man. Me and Drew went to Putnam uh, back in the 2014-2015 season. And uh, since then, Putnam is has won three straight, uh, three national championships, including one uh, um, this past season, 2021-2022, uh, man. And obviously, man, school's come a long way, Coach. I mean, from, from when you guys first started and, you know, you guys were uh, and, and was, uh, still a very small gym in, in Putnam, Connecticut. But, you know, just the, the type of recruit that you guys were getting to now, obviously, uh, Hamilton Diallo, uh, Drew and I teammates, is, is uh, playing in the NBA. You guys have sent a number of players, Division One. I. I don't even know how, how many players, but uh, for guys that are watching it, this, this wall back here is very extensive with all the players that, that have come through PSA, man. So just walk us through a little bit of the journey, Coach. Like Back to the beginning, man, when you first got the opportunity to coach at Putnam Science Academy, man, just talk me through a little bit of the journey from, from where you started to kind of where you guys are now. Yeah, so, you know, I'm very fortunate, you know, being uh, born and raised in Putnam, Connecticut. So, you know, I attended Putnam Public Schools and then, I went on to college and I was able to play college basketball at Worcester State University for four years. And then, uh, you know, I graduated with a health education degree. Um, and then I came back and I got a job at Putnam High School. And I was teaching over there uh, for one year. I was coaching freshman basketball, um, you know, at, at Putnam High. And uh, it, it, I thought things were good. I was happy. And then after the school year, they made some uh, budget cuts and the health position was being cut. So at that time, 
Putnam Size Academy, which was run by Wellsprings, uh, just opened up. They were opening up. So, you know, I saw, I remember seeing in the little shopper's guide that they, were, they had all these job openings, English teacher, math teacher, phys ed teacher, et cetera. So I applied and uh, I ended up getting the job in 2002. Um, so I was, uh, and I remember it was, it was pretty much like a very low stipend position. It was only like 10 hours a week. And uh, so, um, yeah, I started, that's how I started. I got my foot in the door. I was a phys ed teacher. Uh, for 10 hours a week for the whole first year. But during that time, for the first two years at Putnam Science, we didn't really have, you know, we, I just started intramural sports, you know, started doing some programs, you know, club soccer and basketball. And so after I coached at Putnam High School, I got into prep school basketball at Marianapolis Prep uh, with my good friend and one of my, you know, role models and mentors, Dave Vitale. And I coached two years at Marianapolis Prep and he just started. He just got the job. So, you know, he was he was heavily involved in AU, you know, smart man, retired public school teacher. And he built the program up really quick. And I was able to see how he did it for two years. Uh, and it was valuable. Those two years were very valuable to me. Um, so I was able to work at Putnam Science, you know, for 10 hours a week. Um, then I was subbing, doing other things, but then coaching at Marianapolis Prep. So, and then after the third year, Putnam Science finally offered me a full-time position. So, you know, I stepped away from Marianapolis Prep and I came over to Putnam Science full-time. So, um, you know, and it still took me a year or two to, to, to start a varsity program. We started, our, the first year we had a varsity team was 2007. 2007, 2008 was the first year. Um, so that's just kind of how, you know, in the early stages, how it got going. Now talk about like you. Know, I remember you. My, you made this. You know, this uh, big thing about your first recruit. You know, I think it was Rundell. Correct? Was you know, yeah. Was correct. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. talk about kind of you know from Rundell to the two Zimmerman's of the world, the Scooches of the world. Like, what was it like when you kind of secured your first those first early guys? Was like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm recruiting. We're building this thing up. Like, talk about those days of, of the program. Yeah. So, so the original owners were owned by a group of Turkish guys. So we, and as you guys know, <laughs> there was a lot of Turkish kids and it was all boys. You know, we were very low level basketball in 2007, 2008. But as you know, and, and the guy that helped me recruit, so our, our first recruit was Rondell Mouget. He was from, um, uh, you know, um, DR Dominican. He was a seven footer. Um, and he was, he, he turned out to be a division one player, but he was very raw. But the guy that helped me was, you know, Sean Doherty, who coached you guys. Yep. You know, at the time he was at, I want to say, maybe he just started at Quimpiac. Maybe he was just started at Quimpiac. Um, but I, I've known Sean since when I was in Worcester. He's a Worcester guy as well. Yep. So I was like, hey, I need to get a recruit, a couple guys. Can you help me out? So then he hooked me up with this guy, Brock Erickson. You guys know Brock? Yeah, yeah. I, he was he was coaching at Bryant when I was getting ready to go to Bryant. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he comes yeah. to Iona as well while we were at Quinnipiac. So we're familiar with Brock. Yeah. So then, so Brian, he, he was he was at a Juco at the time. Yeah. Um, I forgot in New York. I forgot which Juco it was. But anyway, Sean introduced me to Brock. And then he had a couple of recruits. But at the time, my administration said, yeah, you could bring in one guy. So I remember he had, I had two choices. It was like a 6'4", 6'5", guard or a 7-footer. And I decided to go with the 7-footer. So I brought him in. So it was kind of it was kind of interesting where, 
you know, and obviously our schedule, I mean, we played the lowest level of private slash prep school basketball that there is, you know, I mean, so, you know, like, for example, like St. Andrews is a very good prep school basketball program in Barrington, Rhode Island. You know, we played their second team, you know, you know, their varsity team. So we were playing a lot of prep school second teams or even third teams. That's where we started. And uh, but Rondell was great. It was it was kind of funny. You know, it was all these little Turkish guys and then a seven footer coming off the bus, you know. So but, um, you know, uh, but that's kind of how it started. And, you know, and then, you know, we had a decent year. Uh, we played in a low level league. It was called uh, Coastal Prep League. I think we lost in the finals or something. But then my administration allowed me to bring in two more recruits the following year. You know, Rundell graduated. Uh, he went JUCO for two years, and then he ended up going to Pacific Division One out in California. Um, so the next year, I was able to bring in three recruits, and that's just kind of how it, you know, how it started. And then the following year, I brought in five recruits, and then it got, I think, to six. And even when you guys were in there, I think I we wouldn't, you know, we might have like eight, nine recruits, maybe yeah, yeah. something like that. So. But you know what? I, I I looked back and I felt like the school did a great thing. The administration did a, you know, the right thing. And we kind of built it. You know, every year our goal is just to get better, get better, you know. And, you know, some some schools and they're not saying it's right or wrong or whatever, but sometimes a school, a prep school open up and then they're powerhouse right away. You know, there was bringing like 12 recruits. We kind of incorporated the old with the new, you know what I mean? Like we kept the students that were here. We kept them involved on the team and, you know, and we took baby steps every year just to get better and better. And I think it was, you know, beneficial for the support of the school, support of the student body, you know, than just bringing in 12 division one basketball players, you know what I mean? So it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot, you know, incorporating, you know, kind of higher level players with lower level players and, it was challenging, but it was fun. And, and that's just kind of how our goal was. And, you know, I, I know, you know, you know, Josh Graba will bring his name up, but he's my associate head coach and he's been a big part of this ride. Um, you know, and uh, he came with me, what was it? 2000 and I think nine or whatever he came over with us, but he, you know um, he, he's been great and he's been with me, you know, the whole ride and we've kind of, and, and it was our goal together. Like, Let's just get better every year. Let's get better every year. And that's kind of our philosophy even today. Now, right. uh, for the viewers, man, like, like for those who are watching that don't understand, um, let me just give you guys a picture of what, what this kind of looked like back in the day, man. Because obviously it's a little <laughs> different now, but back when Drew yeah. and I got there, man, we were recruited up there in 2014. And I remember Drew wasn't even going to go to Putnam because Drew Drew had a bunch of offers at the time. And at the time, I didn't have any division. Well, matter of fact, Niagara had offers in like June. We had already committed to Putnam, but at the time the Putnam offered me, I didn't have any Division One offers, so yeah. I like know I'm getting out. You, 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 Aaron, Aaron, you came up with a friend that was, yeah. wanted to come as well. I remember that it was just you two. Who you come with? That came up. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I remember those. You came up there and visited, and I wasn't there. And then Mama Dude and Chase yeah. was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't by myself. Drew, Drew yeah, never I had remember you working out, and yeah, I forgot yeah. who else you were with. I yeah, yeah, I forgot who, who I worked out with, but it was somebody else. Yeah. Um, and Drew didn't even visit Putnam. He never, he never yeah. come, came to the school. Yeah. So obviously, I ended up convincing Drew to come with me to Putnam. Obviously, we, we coached Gray, but putting the full court press on him and whatnot. I remember our AAU coach drove us to, drove us to Putnam that day, and um, so we're driving. We get off at ninety one. And we're just driving on straight back roads in the van, like for like thirty minutes. And Drew's looking at me like, "Yo, what the hell did you get me into? Like, where the hell are we going? Like, I'm talking about straight one lane road in the back in the northeast." 
Putnam and Connecticut, for those who don't know, is in the northeast corner of Connecticut. I'm pretty sure they call it like the northeast corner or the, the quiet the corner. corner. Quiet, quiet corner. corner, yeah. yeah. Nine, so, 9,000 people in our town. 9,000 people in, 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 in the town of Putnam. Putnam. It is what? 30 minutes from like Worcester and then 45 minutes from, from Providence. Yeah, so 45 from Hartford. Yeah. Yep. So you're closer to like to like Massachusetts and Rhode Island than you are to like to like New Haven, Connecticut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, middle of nowhere. So we get there and um we get off, we get off the bus, man, and we get the, the gym is like this, this blue rubber floor. We walk in, man, there's nobody there. We start seeing little Turkish kids walking around. We're like, yo, like, what's going on here? <laughs> so literally, the school at, at that time was we had it was it was me, Drew, Keelan. Dondre and Vince were the postgrads. We had five postgrads, and it was Hamadou, Mommy. Oh, John Wallace was postgrad too. So we had six. Yeah, yeah Josh Wallace. Yeah. And Hami, Mamadou, and B. Hurst, Brent Hurst. We had what nine yeah. American kids, and yeah. then a school full of Turkish kids, like a hundred like, <laughs> Turkish kids, like Muslim, can't wear shoes in the dorm, like they're praying at, like six a.m. and then again at, like six p.m. or something like that. And then again before they yeah. go to bed, and no, no pork. Uh, in, 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 in the cafeteria, we were eating like chicken and rice. Me and Drew gained like ten pounds <laughs> eating like chicken and, and rice every day. Like yeah. it was crazy, man. We, we ended up getting jobs at this pizza place called Athens, so we could make a little extra money, man. I think Sam was paying us fifty bucks a week. Yeah, so yeah. Like that. <laughs> that was it, like, really. Oh, like, but, but me and Drew were taking it, man. We got some free meals. Yeah, you were, yeah, you were, yeah, you were feeding you guys though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he was feeding us, and we were getting a little cash on the side, man. But, yeah. um. And literally, man, it was literally like us, nine American players. And then we had like a few Turkish kids on the team. And then a whole school full of Turkish kids. Like, they'll be at the games, making noise, like beating on drums, going crazy. And um, like a European about, soccer game. Literally, it was like yeah. a soccer game, man. It, it was crazy. And obviously, by that time, we, we, were, we were playing a, a great schedule. At, at that time, we were playing the Brewsters and, and the St. Thomas Moors and the, and the Tiltons and Obviously, the, the tournament, we went down to a Virginia. Thank, thankfully, we had, like I mentioned, we were lucky enough to play with Hamu Diallo, who at that point in time was kind of getting his foot in the door with a lot of schools. We had the tournament down in Virginia. We played Hargrave and Fishburn. Um, played IMG, and, too. And played IMG. So we had played a pretty good schedule by, by then. But definitely was, was a culture shock, man, because me and Drew coming from down here in D.C., we had guys from New York, man. And yeah. kind of up, up the Putnam was, was quite, quite the culture shock, man. So. Yeah. Now, obviously, um, it's a lot different, man. You guys are, are owned by, by a different uh, group of people, uh, 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 Chinese investors uh, on the school. You got a girl team now. Yeah. Um, got a nice hardwood <laughs> floral weight room, yeah. man. So talk a little bit to the viewers about like what it's like today um, at, at Putnam Science Academy, man, and kind of what that transition has been like going from where it was in the early days to where it is now. And also, also the the the, the brief moment where we thought you were going to be at Woodstock. Yep. Yeah, that was like that's a, right. You remember that? That was, that was the year. Like, man, yeah. The school was, it was going to be no more. It was getting ready yeah. to close. Yeah. So, I mean, that's right. I mean, you guys were there when we, so we finished our season in March. And I think it was like a couple of weeks later, end of March, um, my owner call, calls me in and tells me, hey, we're, we're closing down. And I was like, you know, holy smokes, you know, I've been there for 12, 13 years and it kind of hit me hard. I was like, so yeah, so they said, you know, we're going to finish the school year. It's the end of March and we're going to go till the end of May, but then we're done. And they had a sister school in New Jersey called Pioneer Academy. So Wellspring, they owned, you know, Putnam Science, but they also owned Pioneer, which was in Wayne, New Jersey. So, and the facilities in Wayne, New Jersey was kind of new, bigger, you know, better, et cetera. So, and at that time, there was things going on in, in Turkey 
where they were getting, it was tougher to get kids over to America. And so the enrollment was going down, was, you know, so they had to make a decision and they decided, all right, we're going to shut down Putnam and bring everyone to Wayne, New Jersey at Pioneer. Um, and that was their plan. So, so yeah, so it was, it was kind of crazy. I mean, we were planning on, you know, I, I, I remember like in my office, like, wow, what, what's the next step for me? Um, but like what Andrew, what you said, you know, Woodstock Academy, uh, a private slash, uh, public high school 10 minutes away the next town over from Putnam reached out to me and and brought me in and I interviewed and they and they never they didn't have a prep basketball team you know they just played in the public school but they because of the way they are you know private slash public they could do different things so they wanted to add a, a prep basketball team so um, you know we went back and forth and you know I ended up accepting the job but it was for September of you know 2015 for the fall so i kept working here in april and may and you know um but then um all of a sudden as you guys said dr ding came in um and wanted to buy the school and he kind of he decided to buy the school and so i was in a tough position because you know i just accepted a job and it was kind of a big deal because it was a new program i had to make a decision and i mean Honestly, it was a tough decision, but it wasn't because my heart was at Putnam Science. It's, it's you know, I, I was here for 13 years and I kind of started the whole, you know, the whole program, not just basketball, but the soccer, baseball, tennis, golf, everything. So, I mean, I don't know. I, it was just tough for me to leave. I, you know, I couldn't do it. And so I ended up resigning at Woodstock with, you know, a position I never even really started and then coming back here at Putnam. But it was just crazy because, like I said before, Pioneer, they took everybody. So they took our faculty, they took all our students, they took everything. So, um, you know, when Dr. Ding came in, they tried buying the facility, but it took longer than they thought. And the closing didn't, didn't happen until like middle of October of 2015 and school started in September. Yeah. So during the whole summer, you know, we're, Coach Graber and I, we're recruiting and we're planning on, you know, having a season and, and getting prepared, getting everything ready. But we couldn't advertise as a school. We couldn't recruit other students because we didn't own it, you know. So we actually rented the school from September and, you know, that till a couple of weeks in October until the closing finally happened. So that that year was like like no other. Um, and I know you guys know the story is, you know, we had about 18 kids here on campus that whole school year. I mean, we had more faculty than students. It was crazy. And it was basically all the students were the kids that we recruited. It was yeah. basically the basketball team and two Chinese kids. And that was it. Yeah. So it was, it was a wild year, um, you know, and uh, I mean, it was, yeah, it was crazy, but I give a lot of credit to the, the student athletes that we had during that year. Um, they really, you know, it, it was tough not going to school, having, you know, friends and females and activities. It, it was tough, but the kids really, were focused, mature, and, you know, they, they knew why they were there to get, you know, work on their game and get exposure, et cetera. And, and we actually had, that was probably up to that point, our best year we ever had. We made it to the final four that year and, you know, we beat some big time schools and that was kind of the team that really said, all right, you know, we're, we could be one of the best in the country. I think that's a perfect segue to my next question, man. Cause you're talking about, you know, being one of the best in the country and you guys just finished up a spectacular season, man, when you guys were undefeated, won the national title, blew the doors off everybody. I mean, winning games by 30 points, 
Talk about just this year's team, what you guys were able to accomplish, some of the players that you guys were able to have on the roster this year, and just, I mean, how dominant of a team you guys really were, man, and being able to take home the national championship this season. Yeah, you know, you know, um, and we, we talked about this the other night, and, uh, you know, we want to talk about this too, you guys getting done to the Hall of Fame. We got to talk sure. about that after. Sure. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, this team was something, you know, this team was something. And, and the funny people don't realize, you know, we don't get like you, you know, you guys know we don't get the top 50 recruits and, you know, you, you, Aaron, you, you guys both just talked about it, how our facilities, you know, we're an old Catholic school. That's what we are. We're an old Catholic school that closed in 1975 and for 25 plus years, this building sat here and no one used it. You know, that, that kind of sums up our facilities. You know, we obviously we've upgraded, put money into it, but it's still an old Catholic school. So, I mean, you, you go to these other schools, IMGs and the Mount Burrs and the Brewster Academies. I mean, we, it's night and day with facility wise, you know? So, you know, we don't really go after those top 50 recruits. And even if we do, we don't usually get them. And, but, you know, we get kids that are younger, you know, maybe, you know, junior or senior and they come back as postgrads and they become top 50 players but you, we usually don't get those top players right away um so anyway going back to this year's team i mean most of these guys honestly have our roster prep schools didn't even recruit some of these kids you know they, they were under the radar and we say it all the time the kids that we recruit the kids that we're successful with are the kids that you know that are hungry have something to prove you know they're either they don't have any offers and they want to get a division two offer or they have D two offers. They want to be low major or low major. They want to be mid major. So those are kids we recruit kids that have a chip on their shoulder. They have something to prove. And that was a, this year's team was a perfect example of that. I mean, this year's team was so under the radar, uh, but they really, you know, and, and as you guys know, you got to have leaders. You don't want to hear it from the coaches all the time. It's got to be guys in the locker room. And this team was full of guys that just, you know, they said, like, hey, coach, we're not going to lose this year. Paturo Dean and Barry Evans, they, I mean, they they said, coach, it's not going to happen, <laughs> you know. I mean, and, you know, deep down, I wish I could say I believed them, but, you know, <laughs> it's – but this year was unbelievable. I mean, and, Andrew, you just said, I mean, the average margin of victory was over 30 points a game, which is unbelievable. And and I'm not I'm not knocking any undefeated teams in prep school basketball in the past. Um but our schedule was we played everybody. And I think we talked about it this past weekend. You know, prep school basketball in New England is considered, you know, sometimes the best basketball in the country, you know. And but then, you know, then in, in, in it's called NEPSAC, NEPSAC, New England Prep School Athletic Conference. But out of that, and then there's all different divisions, triple A, double A, A, and all that. B goes down the line. But this past year, you know, we a couple of us um, we got approached about uh, doing a national prep school league, a national prep school league. And so there was myself and two other high level, you know, prep school uh, coaches that they, you know, uh, talked to. And then, so the three of us got together and said, Hey, do we want to do this national prep school thing? And we decided not to do it. We said, you know what, you know, this is the first time in the last couple of years, we're, we're actually losing kids in New England and they're going elsewhere. They're going down to Florida and they're going to Missouri and they're going to these different prep schools. That never happened 20 years ago. Everybody came to New England. Everyone came to New England. So we, we said, you know, why give, you know, give some of these other prep schools, 
not saying more credit, but you know what I mean? Like say, Hey, we're, they're in the same league. You know, they, they could be a one prep school out in Missouri and they say, Hey, we're in the same league as Putnam and Brewster and Northfield. And they give, you know, gives them a little more power. So anyway, we decided not to like, yo, let's make a power league in new England. Let's make the 10 best prep schools, no matter what class they're in, triple A, double A, AB, the 10 best, and let's make our own league. So we did that. And unfortunately, you know, I'm not going to name any schools, but some of those schools in that, the, the league that we formed, they would never play us before, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, they wouldn't play us. But then this year they had to. So yeah. like no one could, you know, talk to us or whatever you want to say. Yeah. So, so we played everyone this year. We played the best prep school teams in, in, in New England this year. Um, and then we played the other schools, you know, you know, um, you know, Hargrave twice and, you know, a lot of schools outside the region. So it, honestly, this was, in my opinion, our toughest schedule ever. And we, we had our margin of victory was 30 plus games. So I, I just think this team was something else, you know, and then in the national tournament, you know, we had to win four games in the national championship and our, our average margin of victory was over 20 points a game. That's unbelievable. That's, so, that's, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Man. This, this, I, I want to kind of rewind, man, because obviously um, you're now a three-time national champion, but your first championship in 2018, man, I feel like that one was was special, man, because obviously Drew and I played for you, man, and we saw how bad we all wanted, wanted to be the team yeah, yeah. To, to win you a national <laughs> championship, man, and how bad you wanted that, man. Obviously that team was that team was loaded too. Kyle Lofton and Osuna Suni, two of the best players in the history of St. Bonaventure. Jose Perez, who's probably going to be the preseason player of the year in the MAC. Hassan Diar is going to be at uh, UConn this year, all-time leading scorer at Putnam. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, Cook, 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 obviously he's transferred to Georgetown. I mean, that, that, that team was insane. And, uh, Josh Mbala, who just has been killing it. He's going to be at Ole Miss. I mean, yep. that, that team was crazy, man. I mean, just take me back because Drew and I were there, man. We, we made the drive <laughs> yeah. to, 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 to uh, was it New London. At, it was at Conn College. Yeah, uh, correct. Yeah. That yep. game, man. And I remember I had bought my first car that day. And oh, I literally really? drove it from the dealership. <laughs> I picked up Chase Daniels at Quinnipiac yeah, and yeah. up three drove to New to New London to see the game. Like, Yo, we, 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 we're going to be there to, to see this game, man. And, Obviously, yeah. you guys were able to win that moment, man. But just walk me through, you know, what that meant, man, to win that first title in 2018, man, after all the, the BS, after all yeah. the things you had, you had to go through, man, to win that championship in 2018, man. Just what was that moment like for you? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I appreciate you guys going at Chase, and we had some other alums, so that meant a lot, you know, and I remember, you know, I'll never forget that you guys were there to support us. So, but yeah, I mean, that meant a lot, and, you know, and again, I'll bring up Coach Scraba's name again, you know. Uh, when he joined us, like, you know, we were just getting, you know, two recruits, three recruits. We were still playing low level. And, and we would, I mean, you know, our big games were against class, you know, B, class C teams, you know. And, but, you know, we, we would talk about, yeah, you know, if we ever win a national, you know, we want to get to the, you know, a national level team and try to win a national championship. But it was talk. And, you know, that was our goal, our dream, et cetera. Um, but did we actually really believe it could happen? You know, you know, obviously we had our doubts and we've had a lot of obstacles, you know, and uh, challenges that some other prep schools don't have to, you know, that didn't go through, don't have to go through. So, but it, it, it meant a lot. It, honestly, it meant a lot. It wasn't, it, it meant a lot to me, but it meant a lot to, first of all, like Putnam Science Academy and, and honestly, the old Wellspring, the old owners, all those Turkish guys that, you know, go to all the games, support us. And, and so it was, it was all the history of Putnam Science Academy. And then the current owner, Dr. Dink, for taking a chance on buying a school and 
keeping, you know, our program here, myself, Coach Grabe, and all the guys that were coming back, Hamadou and Mamadou and all those guys. So, you know, and then the town of Putnam has always been good to us, you know, and, and, and you guys were there. I mean, the bleachers, it was, I want to say it was 80% Putnam people, 20% Northfield Mount Hermon people, you know? So, um, but it, yeah, it, it was special. It really was. It was just, you know, again, people don't know how, how much hard work we put into this place and we our hearts in this place and, uh, and all the great kids that we've gone, you know, have gone to this program. And so it, it meant a lot. It really did that. It was, it was, it was something I'll never forget. And it was really, really special. And, uh, yeah, it was it was great. And, and that group of guys, like you said, I mean, we were so talented and, and that was just a special group. I mean, Kyle Lofted, you know, will go down as one of the best point guards, leaders of, you know, in, in part of science history. I mean, he was a guy like Arturo Dean, Barry Evans, and he was just like, coach, you know, it's just it's not going to, you know, we're going to win this. Just, we're not losing. You know, he's just he's a guy that made me feel really good, you know. And uh, but again, you know, you named all those guys on that team. It was a special group. Um, Nick Brennan, who's also at Manhattan, and uh, I'm trying to think who else is on that team. Um, oh, you know, Gabe, uh, Gabe, who, who ended up going, he's at uh, yeah, Grand Canyon. And yeah, who, uh, what he, I think, he yeah, left. yep, I remember he was at Grand Canyon though. Yeah, Grand Canyon, and uh, yeah, who else was on that team? We had uh, who am I missing? Um, oh, Cam Gooden, he went JUCO, he kind of took a long route, but he's playing Division One basketball too, so. Um, that team, yeah, it was, it was special. And, uh, you know, I know if you ask Coach Graver the same thing, he'll tell you, I mean, that was something that we didn't know if it was, you know, deep down if it was really possible. And, and it happened. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're very thankful and humble about it. And it was, it was a special moment. Wonderful. Now, I got to ask, man, you know, you talked about having talented players. And, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the first Putnam Science Academy player to make it to the NBA. And, Hamadou Diallo, a guy that me and Ace played with. Now, I can remember when, when we first came to Putnam, man, I mean, Hamadou was a character, you know, <laughs> skinny kid, fresh out of New York, didn't yeah. really know anything about, just didn't have a work ethic, really just came onto the court and just just played and made it happen. And even that, our, our, his sophomore year, I mean, he was extraordinary. I remember went up against Brewster, was fearless, went up against Hargrave, was fearless, and I can just remember just seeing his growth after we left and obviously, you know, making it to Kentucky and making it to the NBA for you. I mean, what does, what does it mean for you to kind of be able to look back on like where Hami was when he first came to Putnam, where he's at now and what was it like just to be able to coach him for those three years that he was at PSA? It was a headache. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I mean, Hami, you know, he, um, like anyone, you know, he, he came here young. A lot of times we get like you guys, you we just get postgrads, you know, right. that are 18, 19. He came in when he was 16, right. you know, leaving his, you know, family, friends, hometown, the city, the, the whole nine yards. So, he, you know, it was tough for him. And I understand, you know, it's not easy to, to leave, you know, and live on your own for the first time away from your family, et cetera. So, you know, it, we had our challenges and, um, but, you know, it, it was fun, you know, the first year, um, you know, we had a good season. We had a great group of guys like you guys, and you named all those guys, Kalen and Dondre. And, and we, we did a lot of great things that year. We did a lot of great things. And we talked about that, those three big wins in Virginia, and we qualified for the national championship tournament. Um, so it was, it was a great year. And, and that was, I, I thought, Hami, that was, a, that was a good year where Hami 
you know, he learned a lot. And I think it was a lot with, you know, with you guys and teammates and how, how I think the biggest thing he had to be was a better teammate. That was my one of the, you know, he ain't coachable, but be a better teammate. And that following year, I think he took a huge step, you know, and you guys were gone, obviously, at Quimpiac. But he grew a lot, I felt, from his junior year to his senior year. And he and he just, you know, physically and mentally, he was just more mature. And, and now, as, as you guys know, you just said, he took off that year. That's when he really took off. And then it got crazy for him, you know. And then, I, and then I've gained so much respect for, for Hami that year and then the following year. And, and we talked about it last weekend at the Hall of Fame is, you know, everything that kid had to go through, you know. I mean, you're talking about a 17-year-old kid, and I'm not exaggerating. When we would have a game here and there was all these brand-name guys, you know, from Under Armour and Nike, Adidas here trying to recruit them for, you know, the AAU programs. Then we had Division One college coaches here, Syracuse and Pittsburgh and Kentucky and Arizona and Kansas. And then, and then uh, you know, and then we had NBA scouts here too, you know. It was just – it was crazy. He was crazy. And so he had to deal with all this after almost every game, you know, and you're talking about a 17 year old kid. And I, I, excuse me. I mean, the NBA scouts came the following year as a post, as a post-grad, that's when the NBA scouts were here. So, but, um, but yeah, the way he handled it, you know, and uh, you know, it was, I, I had a lot of respect for him because a lot of kids couldn't handle that, you know, couldn't handle that and would go to their head. And, but he, he was still, um, you know, he respect, he always respected us and his teammates and everything like that. And it, it was great to see him grow and, you know, and, and what he's doing now is just amazing. And, you know, and I say this too, I mean, there was players that changed our program, put us on the map and then got us, got our foot in the door at the national level and then put us at the national level, kept us at the national level. Bahami did some other things that, you know, that are unbelievable and we'll never forget as a, as a program is, you know, we got our first sponsor deal from Under Armour. You know, it was like a Division One sponsorship. We were getting everything, you know. And then we had a, our kids experience a trip to the City of Palms, you know, one of the biggest high school tournaments in the country. And then the National uh, Showcase down in Maryland, one of the other big events um, um, in, in high school basketball. So, you know, we traveled like, you know, rock stars, you know, flying on planes and free hotels, free foods and, and Under Armour sponsorship and all the stuff he did. I mean, we had, you know, Slam Magazine at all our games and it was the, the media that we got was, it was just, it was second, second to none. You know, I mean, he was the king of New York. And, and I remember the next year or two, like Hami, what he did to help us get recruits, especially in that New York area was amazing. I mean, some of our best players that we, that we got after he left was because of Hamadou Diallo. So the, the, the the last, you know, the what he left at Putnam Science Academy was something that I will always be grateful for Hami. And, you know, I, I do tell him that, like, we, we there's, there's not enough words to thank him for what he, he's done for us. And, you know, and looking back at it, you know, I, I might have been a small, you know, this a small piece of his growing throughout his career and coach Grabe or whatever, but it was awesome being a part of it, no matter how small, how big it was, it was an honor to coach him and see him grow. And, you know, we did have our, our battles, you know, but, you know, I, I held him to a, a high standard and, and that's just the way it is. And I wouldn't back down. And, and if you talk to Hamidou, Hamidou today, I'm sure, you know, he, he wouldn't want me to back down and, and turn and look the other way and let him cut corners, et cetera. And I wouldn't let him do that. And that's why sometimes we bumped heads, but maybe, but I think that's why we still have a good relationship today.
Uh, Coach Don, obviously, you know, we just had a great weekend uh, last week up at the Putnam Science Academy Hall of Fame. Got a chance to go in with uh, our teammate, Mamadou Diara, Coach Josh Scraber, man, Hamadou Diallo, Giant Cornwall. I mean, you guys had a great, great event up there. And I kind of just want to give you an opportunity to just kind of reflect on this year's class um, and just the the ceremony and uh, everything that went to that weekend. Yeah, I mean, this was this was awesome. I, I've been I've been still smiling since the event. Honestly, I had the best time. It was it was just it's great. It, it meant a lot to me because I love seeing my old uh, players, uh, students, and uh, people that I work with that well deserve to get in. And it was just a great event. I, I you know, in two thousand, so we started the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, we're fairly new. Obviously, the school's 20 years old. So we started the Hall of Fame in the spring of 2018. And we had our first class in the fall of 2018. And it went really well. It was awesome. It was off campus. It was at, uh, it was at Connecticut National uh, Golf Course. It was a great event. It was like downstairs. It was kind of small. We had about 40, 50 people. It was, it was a great event. So moving forward, um, you know, there's a committee of nine and we, you know, we went back and forth where to have it and what to do. And, um, you know, we thought it would mean a lot more for, for some of our student athletes to come home, to come home, home, you know what I mean? And so we had it in the gymnasium and, and our, uh, one of our uh, local schools, St. Joe's uh, Catholic school, which is in the town over in Webster, Mass. They, they helped us out with the flooring which, you know, a nice, nice mats on the floor and tables, chairs. So a lot of people helped us out to make this event really nice. Um, and we did all the cooking in-house, you know, the, the, the school did a great job helping us out. We fundraised as a committee to have money for the Hall of Fame. So, you know, we were really looking forward to it. And it was, a, I thought it was a, it was a home run. I thought it was great. You know, obviously you two guys got in as contributors. Um, everything you guys have done for Putnam Science Academy, we can't thank you enough. Um, and then Kenny Chauvin, our sports psychologist, has been with us for seven years. He also got in. Coach Josh Scraba, who's been with me for 13, 14, 15 years, whatever it's been, he got in. And then we also had um, Hamadou Diallo, Mamadou Diara, and Jaheim Cornwall and the 2015 and 2016 team. So, um, I mean, that was the class and, you know, it, it was a special night, you know, um, you got to have presenters to, you know, to present the inductees. And I had the honor of doing Jaheim Cornwall, who unfortunately couldn't make it, but Jaheim was, you know, one of our great point guards, kind of always overlooked because he was 5'9", you know, his body wasn't great, not very athletic. But he was just a gamer and a leader, and he was just a natural-born leader. And one of our, you know, he led us to back-to-back -back, uh, Final Fours. And then Mamadou Diara, people don't, if you don't know Mamadou, you know, he was our first high major recruit. He went to the University of Connecticut, and unfortunately, he had knee issues, and his career was cut short. But you give a lot of credit to the University of Connecticut keeping Mamadou on on staff as a uh, grad assistant, and a, well, first a student manager, then a grad assistant. He now he's you know, he graduated this past May with his master's degree, and now he just got a job as, you know, full-time staff member at UConn on the men's team. So uh, it was great to have him back. And he was, you know, he was with us for two and a half years, and you guys played with him. And, you know, he was, he was very special to our school. Again, you guys brought up the Athens, the restaurant, but, you know, Mamadou was down there all the time. So he wasn't just part of 
Putnam Science can, but he was a big part of the town of Putnam. And then obviously Amin Diallo, um, you know, I was I was able to induct him, and and uh, um, you know he's in the NBA. You know he's he's you know, and we already talked about how special he is, Hamadou. And then uh, Kenny Chauvin, our sports psychologist, who's been with us for seven years, and he's he's he has forty years of experience, and he does such a great job with our student athletes individually, but also as teams. And then Coach Scrabe, I mentioned his name a number of times. You know, he's he's my guy. Um, you know, I couldn't do it without him. And, you know, um, the things I we I say this all the time, the things I like to do, he doesn't like to do. And the things he likes to do, I don't like to do. So we're like, a, you know, he, I'm I'm more the bad cop. He's more the good cop. And we just make a great team. And uh, it was a well-deserved honor for, for Coach Scrabe to, to get in that night. Um, and then the, that team, the 2015-16 team, you know, we made it to the final four. And I think nine guys on that team played Division One basketball. I think two got Division Two scholarships and three won Division Three. There's tons of them playing professionally now or have played professional basketball. And then you guys, you know, um, you know, you guys well-deserved. You know, it was one of the best moves, you know. Again, we talked about it, bringing you up, Aaron, first. And I remember you coming up. I wish we remembered the other guy's name, but I can't remember. But I remember working you out and, and we said, you know, we, you know, we're going to take a chance on this kid. Let's let's bring him up. And Coach Doherty, who we talked about already, he's the one that talked, you know, brought you guys up. And he, he always over the years helped us with recruits. But he said, you got to check out these twins. But then he said, you got to try to recruit the brother, too, you know, and you got to get him up. But like same thing you said, Aaron. Andrew had offers and it was kind of like probably not going to happen, but I don't know if you remember Andrew, me calling you. Yeah. I remember calling you once, you know, a couple of times and kind of giving the spiel, like you guys be together and this and that, and you know, whatever you have now, you'll even get more offers, higher level, et cetera. And, uh, you know, I, I still say it was one of the, one of the best, you know, blessings that having a part of science Academy was having you two guys join our, our school and our family. And, uh, it, it was, it was, uh, you know, and the year was great. I think we were like 27 and eight, uh, a lot of good things, a couple bumps in the road. And, uh, um, but overall it was a great, it was a great year. And then it worked out for you two, you know, guys staying together, going to Quimpiac and I think you verbally committed in, like in September and you guys yeah. signed right in October yeah. or whenever. I think, the it, was like, I think it was like August 31st. We got there on like the 23rd. I want to say it was like August 31st. We verbally committed there. Yeah, I remember it was early. I do. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but yeah, and then, I mean, since you guys have moved on, we've always had a relationship, not, you know, not just with me, but with the, a lot of guys at Putnam, um, you know, Coach Graven, it goes down the line. And, you know, when we talk, when I, when we talk about recruits, when we talk to recruits and about, um, you know, the kids that we want and the kids that make it here and the kids that are successful and all that, your names always come up. We bring your names up all the time, all the time about perfect example about because I say it all the time I say this all the time you know life and I'll say to the parents I go listen this might not be the you know you look around our facilities and you know this and that and you know it's not maybe it's not the perfect opportunity but it's a good opportunity and it's what you make of it you know life is all about what you do with your opportunities and you guys are a perfect example of just you know taking full advantage of an opportunity and I mean, look at you guys right now, you know, how successful you guys are and everything you guys are doing. It's, it's, it's not a surprise at all. You know, anyone that knows you guys, I'm sure it's not a surprise, you know? So, uh, but you guys are a perfect example of what we want in student athletes. And 
um, and what we hope that our student athletes become, you know, and I, and I truly mean this when I, and, you know, you guys, you're a hall of famers at Putnam Science Academy, but you're also hall of fame people. And that's probably the most important thing, you know what I mean? And uh, I'm, I'm just thank, thankful that we still have a relationship and it meant the world to me for you guys uh, to come up, you know, last weekend. So to, spare, to share that special night because you guys deserve to be there. No, we, we appreciate that, Coach, man. Definitely the sentiment is more than mutual, man. Putnam, Putnam has a special place in our heart, man. Definitely meant a lot that, that we got to come back there and, and be at Putnam in the gym and even got a chance to sleep in the dorms again, man. That was definitely yeah. a nostalgic moment, man, to be there with Mama Dude and uh, reminiscing yeah. on a lot of the old stories, man. But uh, Speaking of stories, Coach, man, we got to get you, we got to get one story out of you, man. We got to get one funny story out of here. See, I'm not sure if, if I want to get a Scrabble story and embarrass Scrabble or if I want to get a classic homie story, man. You know what I'm saying? Now, we we have to be able to tell it on the air. You know what I'm saying? I know, I'll, yeah, I'll let you oh, pick. I, I, I'll let you pick. But we, we need a good one, man. It can't be no cookie cutter story, man. We need, oh, need a nice man. story that we can tell on, on the air. And I'll let you oh. choose if, if you want it to be a homie story or, or, or a Coach Scrabble story. But I, oh, I, 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 I'll go ahead and, and get you the floor. I don't know. That's tough, man. All the ones I have, I can't say on the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's tough, man. I don't know. You put me on the spot yet. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, yeah, I just got to be careful what I say, you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, man, Co Coach Scraber has told him the S-Ball story. This is your one chance to go ahead and get back at him, man. You can you, go ahead and stick it to him. Yeah. I hope you guys oh, have increased the, the budget on the road, man. I remember we used to go to McDonald's and they give us $5. Yeah. This yeah. is back in 2015. Oh, yeah. You yeah. get some food. $5 I, 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 at McDonald's, though. Yeah. That's, that's when McDonald's had the, you know, the dollar menu. Yes. Footlongs are $5. There's no such thing as that. Anymore. The dollar menu was no more. No foul hey, footlongs. We, we, yeah, we used to try yeah. to order last. We used to try to order last. Yo, hey, yeah, everybody changed. Change. 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 Yeah. change. change. You go with like extra 75 cents. You in business. Oh, you in business. Man, man. I hope you guys have increased the budget <laughs> with, with, with that since then, man. Because $5. I don't know. I don't even know if you can get happy me with that nowadays. Oh, it's crazy. I don't know. It's insane. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have a story, guys. That's good. And I don't know. Oh my <laughs> God. I do have good ones, but I, I can't say them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, how about a how about a moment when 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 you said, all right, um, maybe maybe a moment in practice with with, with Hami, man, because obviously, um, you. Through the years, um, there, there's been a lot of a lot, a lot of good moments, but also been some moments where the like, all right, man, this kid here is, is a little tough, man. How, how about one of those moments you like, all right, like a practice that that sticks out, or you like you really had to get on them, or maybe a game where you guys went went at it, or something like that. How about how about that? How about a cook a cook story? We'll all do right. that. We'll do that. We'll do that. This, we'll this do is that. a good one. This is a good one. All right, um, bet. So I remember, you know, now this was the national championship year, 2018. Yeah. Now Cook was our starting three man. Yeah. Six Starting, I mean, that's how big we were, you know. Yeah. Who was the four was that year? Starting, Mbala was at the four. Yeah. Oshun wow. was at the five. Osun, I mean, uh, Jose, 6'6", six, six, was our two guard, and Kyle, 6'4". That's a high major starting five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were huge, huge. So, I don't know, Cook, you know, uh, I was upset with Cook for a couple things. And then he, he came into practice, like, right on time. But I like our guys to be early, you know. And he, like, walks in. He doesn't have his practice shirt on 
and he kind of just, you know, moping, you know, a cook, like, you know, sometimes he's, you know, has doesn't smile and he's kind of moping in there. He grabs his shirt or something. I, and I don't remember all the details and coach Graver probably knows it better, but I kind of snapped like, let's go, you know, get your shirt. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Where's your shirt? And he said something like it's right there because it was on the ground and, and I snapped and I said, get out, get out of here. You know, get, get out of here. So I kick him out of practice. And now, now I'm pissed, you know, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm mad. I'm, and, I, and I tell these guys, I say, um, you know, my, I go, have him pack his stuff up. I, maybe I, when I kick them out, I go, pack your stuff up and get out of here. Go home, be done, <laughs> this and that. Blah, blah, blah. So I kick him out of pride. I tell him he's done for the year, kicking him out. And so everyone, you know, and my coaches, like, now it's like quiet in there. Everyone's just like quiet. So I did, I, I told him to get out and I told him he's done. Like, pack your stuff and get, get out of here, go home. So now I'm watching practice and I think we're doing guards and bigs, you know, and so I'm watching the guards and, and then we're missing and we're missing and missing and this and that. It had to be like 10 minutes and everyone's quiet. Like none of the co- like one of the coaches, I don't know if it was Shane Doyle or maybe it was Scraba. They come up, they're like, hey, you know, maybe we just suspend them, maybe not kick them off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I don't really say anything, you know, and I'm like, no, he's done. Like I was mad. So the more I watch and guys aren't doing good, this and that. So then all of a sudden I call Coach Scraber up and I go, come here. He goes over. I go, has a cook left yet? <laughs> <laughs> I said, go get him, you know. <laughs> Make sure he doesn't leave. You know, and oh uh, my God. They still bust me about that. Like, you know, the guys were shooting and were shooting. I don't know if it was up and I can't remember, but we weren't doing good. And then all of a sudden I was like, Yo, is a cook left yet? Yeah, sure <laughs> <you're gonna laughs> if I need that guy, and then you know, then the, you know, then he made a great run after that, and and that national championship game. I mean, he hit like five threes, and a cook was a really special player. He had, you know, having a great career, and he's going to do great things, I think, at Georgetown. So we're looking forward to that. So no, coach, man, you're not off the hot seat, man. Got to keep keep these quick hitters coming, man. Yeah. So you got three national title teams. Uh, you mentioned the two teams with Jaheim that made back-to-back Final Fours. I need you to rank those teams, like top three best teams ever at Putnam Science Academy. Who would you put in that top three best teams? Top three out of all the teams. Yeah. Even, well, if, even if, I mean, and even if, like, maybe a team that, that didn't win, if you want to put them up there, like, like yeah, our yeah. team, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, the first, number one is, is this year's team. All right, all right. I want to that team better than 2018 team. The 2018 team was we we listened to names earlier. Yeah. That 2018 I mean, that team, team was, was good, but you know, we were 38 and 4 that year. We had four losses that year. And we had some other games that were close. You know, I mean, in that national championship run, we won the uh the quarterfinal. No, I'm sorry, the semifinals and the finals in overtime. Yeah. So this year's team, we blew out everybody. We blew out everybody. So th- th- this year's team is number one, best team ever. Number two has got to be 2018. You know, what they did, I mean, and, you know, even moving forward, I mean, the, every player was special, and they had unbelievable college careers as well, you know. But that 18 team was was unbelievable. So I, I would have said they're number two. And now number three, it's a tough one. But, you know, honestly, I would say the 2018-19 team. That team – so, so we won in an 18, and yeah. then the next year we had the starting – the guys that we had was Tyson Etienne, mm-hmm. Wichita State, Hassan, 
Yeah. Um, and then we had Charles Pride, who, yeah. you know, was having a great career at Bryant. Yeah. And then we had Nate Stokes actually start at the four as well. Yeah. And then Russell Chua, who's at, who's at South Florida, who went, originally went to Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, but then we had great players coming off the bench. Um, that team, we always talk about that was probably the best team. Uh, like, uh, you know, remember Abu, uh, he was at North Texas, yeah, and Marty, who's St. Peter's. Yeah. It, was, it was a really good team. Uh, but we always say that was a team that was probably the best team we ever had that didn't win it and didn't win the national championship. And we we were, you know, DeMar Langford was on that team, was at Boston College. Yeah. So we had a lot of returns from that, you know, a cook a cook. And, you know, so we had a lot of guys, you know, and we lost in the semifinals uh, to, you know, uh, we had a shot to win it. Um, or I should send it to overtime. We lost to Scotland and Pennsylvania. Uh, but I think if we won that game, we were going to win the national championship. And, and honestly, you know, all the credit to Scotland, but they played the game in their lives and they played a great game and I give them credit. But uh, the one guard, I can't think of his name. He, he's at Texas Tech still. Wasn't a great shooter, tough, tough, great player. But he shot the lights out that day, shot the lights out. He had like six threes. It was like more threes than he had all season. It was it was just one of those games that you know they deserved to win. But I think if we played them ten times, we beat them eight nine times. But they had us that day. Uh, but I you know I think if that was a team that could have should have won the national championship, and if they did, we you know we would have won four straight national championships. That's unbelievable. So, yeah, that's crazy, man. I think it's crazy to me just sitting here and that thinking where we were. When I was here, yeah. even going further back, like when, 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 even before they were like chasing and, uh, and oh, Durham, yeah. all those oh, guys, yeah. man. <laughs> that wow, was one of the other good teams that we had. I was, I was thinking about them. Yeah. Chase Daniels, Jordan Butler. That was Danny Upchurch. Yeah. Very, very tough. But we had so many good teams. Your team was so good. The 15, 16 team. It was, that team with chasing them probably would have would have won it if, if it was a boxing match or if it yeah. was like 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 you have this competition. Yeah. <laughs> that that team probably was the yeah. toughest oh, team yeah. everybody had here. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, sure uh, you guys uh, got a lot of Chase Daniel stories. You could. Oh share. <laughs> man, listen, tell you what stuff you can't tell on the air. I don't think I tell anyone little stories on the air. <laughs> yeah, that team was crazy. They, they, were, they were like the the Detroit Piston bad boys in the yeah. 90s. That was them, man. But they, they won though. They won a lot of games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were tough, man. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I mean, I still remember going up to Brewster and, you know, Brewster was low. Donovan Mitchell, uh, um, Jared Terrell. Uh, Jared Ruder. You know, yeah, who played at URI. I mean, they were loaded. And I remember they were winning, and but we were making a run. We were making a run. It was like eight minutes left. We we're down like six or eight. We had all the momentum. And I don't know. I forgot who it was. Maybe it was Terrell. It was going up for a hard lap there. We started chirping. And one of our Kyle uh, Menard clothesline just took him out. <laughs> they just came out. I mean, Chase Jordan throwing punches. It was game ended. We lose because we were, you know, whatever. And uh, yeah, But I remember that. But then the next day, we go up to Bridgeton. It was an overnight trip. We went up to Bridgeton. It was very good at the time. And we just punched him in the mouth. We kicked, you know, we just destroyed him. Mamadou, Jordan, Chase blocking everything. And that team was, you know, physically – Tough, mentally tough. I mean, they were crazy. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> bad boy pistons. Was for real. Nah, literally, literally, yeah, literally yeah. bad boys, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that was the last question I had. I don't think you had anything else you wanted to ask him, Drew. Yeah, I was just gonna, gonna ask this, man. I remember. Um, I do want to ask you know one, one more question. I remember at, at the Hall of Fame, you brought up kind of uh, Tyson Etienne, and you talked about how like 
you know, he had one of the craziest work ethics that you had, had seen from a player like at Putnam Science Academy. And obviously, you know, we've had, obviously, Jaime, like I said, I mentioned the M- NBA, a bunch of high major players. Like, for you, like, who are some of the, if, like, just from a raw time perspective, just guys that you've coached and been like, wow, like, you know, this dude is special. Who, who, who are some other guys that kind of come to mind outside of the homies, you know, that obviously is everybody knows about, you know, like, um, that kind of stick out. Because I feel like Tyson Etienne's a guy that not, not too many people would think of when first think of PSA, you know what I'm saying? Because only went here for yeah. one year. But you've coached a bunch of special players that I feel like people don't even really think about, you know, when they think about PSA. So, like, just who, who are some of the other special players that kind of come to mind when you think about the guys that you've coached over the years? And even a guy like Scucci, who was kind of the first guy. I remember when I was – when you were recruiting me to Putnam, like, Scucci was the guy that I was looking at because he was a guy that came to PSA and I was, ended up going to Dayton playing on that elite eight team. And he was getting, I, I used to go watch his highlights. And like, yo, this dude was like a, he was a high major guy. You know, he probably had some power five schools that were re- recruiting him. But yeah. when you look back at just some of the players that you've coached, like out, outside of obviously guys like Jaime, like who are some of the like truly special players that, that you that you can um, think of? Yeah, I mean, like, like Charles Pride is one for sure. I mean, he was really good with us. Uh, really, we had him for one year, but then, you know, he's been over, he went over to Bryant, could have went higher. Yeah. You know, went to Northeast Conference, and he's just, he's had an unbelievable career. Um, I mean, he's a special player. I mean, he, he's a high major kid. Like, if he put his name in the portal right now, he, he would have Syracuse. He would have all these high majors after him, you know. Yeah. So, Charles Pride is definitely one of them. Um, yeah, I'm looking around some other guys. Um, I, you know, Chuba, o- Chuba Ohams, you yeah. know. I mean, he's another guy. He didn't. He played. He played first semester with us. And then he ended up going leaving for certain different reasons, um, but he 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 was on that 15, uh, 16 team. Yeah, yeah, and he wasn't even playing, you know, a lot, lot. But I mean, what he's done at, at you know Fordham, I mean, what a, he, he'll have a Hall of Fame career there, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then you know again, I, I Josh Mbala, who I already mentioned, you know, he was he was good with us, you know, powerful, but you know, he didn't get the recognition like Oshun did and yeah. you know and, and some of the other young guys we had on that team like a cook and Hassan but Mbala was a beast you know I mean he went to Texas Tech it didn't work out but when he transferred to Buffalo I mean he's done really really you know really had an unbelievable career now he's you know going finishing up at Ole Miss yeah. um, but those, those guys kind of stick out you know for sure um, you know, another guy that we talked the other night, you know, Josh Wallace, you know, he was such yeah. a talented player, you know, talented player. Um, but, yeah, we, we've had so many. I mean, we have another kid, Johnny Williams. He was on that 18-19 team that didn't win it. Yeah. But he's a Florida kid. And he, I mean, this is probably one of the most unique stories. So he's a 6'4 shooter. He comes with us. And he, I, I'm telling you, he didn't play. He didn't play at all the whole first semester. He didn't play Billy at all in January because his IQ was very low. Like he didn't know the sets offensively, defensively, and I was very frustrated with him. So he just didn't play, but he always played hard and he would always hit shots. And then we kind of went like a little slump. We lost a game or two or something. And I was like, and we had a couple injuries actually that year. So we're like, you know what? Let's put him in the starting line. And everyone loved Johnny. Like he was, everyone loved this kid. So he, uh, he, he starts and he has a great game. And then we end up keeping him in the lineup. And he and he just sparked us to to. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I take that back. He was on the 1920 team that we won it. Okay. And then he led us all the way to to the you know co national championship that year. Yeah. Like and this kid, like I said, he didn't play November, December, January, and we finally let him play in February. And he led us February, March to a national championship. 
And no one, I don't know if many kids could have done what he did, not playing, still coming to practice every day, competing, not pouting, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, that's probably one of the, the most amazing stories I've ever seen, a kid not playing and then still staying with it, you know, buying in and, and, and then, you know, finishing his, you know, the season, leading us to a title and then getting division one offer and, and moving on. And, and, you know, he's, he's still in the same boat right now, not playing a lot here and there. Um, but what amazing kid and story he is. Now we've got about three minutes left on, on this on this on this call. I, I want I want to ask you, Coach. Like, what's next for Putnam, man? Like, wh wh where do you see the program going? Like, you've won the national titles, man. I mean, wh where do you see this program going? Um, you know, for, for, from here on out. Uh, you know, I don't know. A new new facility, a new gym would be huge. We know, need that. Huge. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we get that, and then now now um now maybe we're getting those top 25 top 50 kids right away you know instead of you know a year or two after they become that so uh but yeah you know again and as you guys know I'm very um you know I, I always say my biggest strength as a coach is I don't have an ego and we have such so many great people working here the coaches that we've had assistant coaches that I've had you know that have moved on to college and the ones I have today you know right now are the best and you know we're a team you know we're a school we're a team we're a family and uh and i know as a team we're not gonna we're not gonna take take a step backwards you know i see us staying on top and keep moving forward and and uh, i'm excited with the future holes and you know again you know our, our mindset here when kids come here you know we're here to win you know some 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 prep school coaches you'll ask them you know what's your goal what do you want to do you know, and they say, oh, we just want to place kids in colleges or we want to do this and that. We want to win. And that's what we do. We prepare to win. But we feel preparing to win, preparing to win, it, it gets all those other things, you know, like you will get your scholarship. I've never coached a kid. I've never coached a Division One kid that didn't get a Division One scholarship. Like if you're a Division One player, you'll get a Division One scholarship. Well, I shouldn't say that. Not right now, maybe not with, with the transfer portal and COVID and all that. But in the past, that's how it is. But preparing to win, you teach kids that you, you got to go to school, you got to do the right things because then you won't participate. You know what I mean? So it's not just winning games, but wanting to win, it, you know, it, it, it's, you know, it's all business here. And that's kind of our philosophy. And I don't see us going anywhere. Yeah. Man, definitely want to just, like I said, man, just take a time to say thank you, man, for, for coming on, man. This was definitely a pleasure to be able to catch up coaching. You know, I'm, I'm always extremely grateful for you guys at Putnam Science Academy because you guys gave us the first opportunity to kind of continue our career after Springburg and play together and gave us the opportunity to play, obviously, eventually at Quinnipiac together and then eventually at Coppin together. But, you know, I would say this, man, like Putnam is, is more so like a family. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of kids that come to prep school and it's like a six, seven month rental. You come there, you play, and then it's like, all right, I'll, I'll never see you guys again. I'm yeah. off to bigger and better things, you know? So I've always been grateful that we've been able to, you know, keep in contact with you guys, follow the program, and you know what I'm saying? I know that our relationship is going to continue, you know, for the rest of our lives, you know, but I think it's definitely, I think the fact that we, I think we went to Putnam for eight, nine months. I don't even remember, did we leave in March or May? I don't even remember when we left Putnam, but yeah. I just remember yeah. we were there for a short time. And just, I think the impact, you know, that that it, it had on us in, in that small amount of time, you, Coach Scrab, Coach Trav, and the, the whole nine, man, it just shows, you know, how special that place is that even, now, seven years later, you know, we're, we're still we're still this close and, you know, able to kind of reminisce on these things, man. So 
definitely want to give you a shout out, Coach, because what you've been able to build at, at Putnam is extraordinary, man. And um, I, I said this to you at the Hall of Fame, too, man. I was like, I, I feel like it also speaks how special that place is, the fact that, you know, you've won three national championships and you're still at Putnam. You know, I know you probably have coaches that come and probably try to poach you up to the next level, but, you know, you you stay low in the PSA. And I think that, that just speaks to, again, how special the program is. So definitely want to be able to give you your flowers, Coach. And, you know, everybody talks about the, the Kevin Boyles of the world and all these big time high school prep basketball coaches. And those guys are great, man. But, you know, you're truly one of the best coaches in the country. You know, and I definitely want to get on here and let you know that, you know, face to face in person, man. And, you know, me and Ace have, have the, the world of respect for you. And I know that, you know, you're going to do, continue to do great things in the prep school ranks going forward. I appreciate that, Andrew. Thank you very much. All right, folks. Man, as, we, as we said in the, in, in the beginning, man, make sure you guys are streaming my guy, pull up Tay's music. And this is going to be him on the outro. Also, make sure you guys are giving us a, a like, a retweet on social media when you see this. Subscribe to our podcast. Give us a five-star rating, please. And until next time, folks, this has been another episode of the it's time to get a check, boy. Check, boy. You want the sideline? You ain't made the headlines. Now it's time to reject, boy. You bitten on me? I can tell. What's the topic of discussion? What we talk about? Take your best shot. I'ma take the last shot. I'm drawing in the clutch, boy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.